As in myself and Dylan, we are some nobodies, and some nobodies are back. This is our weekly show where we uh, uh, teach people how we develop stories, our creative process, um, how we banter with each other to make weird ideas into uh, into something cool, I guess. Uh, yeah, that was way too close. There I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay, our producer apologizes. I'm really sorry about that. Uh, Dylan, you look like you're in a tropical uh, little kayakville how's it going over there yeah no i'm feeling the island breeze in my flowing locks yeah tell. yeah that's so cool so um nice. yeah if our viewers don't know dylan went to the bahamas for the week he needed a, a very needed vacation mm. uh i'm obviously still in some nobody's studios as you can see behind me um <laughs> anyway yeah so this show is uh twitching upstream like i said earlier um it is a, an offshoot of another show that we do called talking upstream where we pitch weird ideas to people that have already created uh books movies podcasts literally anything um but yeah we wanted to develop more stuff so um if you have any questions or comments please film in whatever chat you're on uh we will get to literally every single one of them every single time <laughs> unless you're a garbage person unless you are a garbage person that's true then we will uh, uh mute ourselves comment without mm -hmm. you being able to and then you know then we're just back and it's no big deal um but before we do anything dylan how are you my friend i'm doing all right a little tired it was really aggressive on the roads today when i came out here to the bahamas <laughs> the bahaman roads are yeah. uh they're aggressive today i said that and i'm gonna stick with it yes yeah that's fair i mean there there's obviously roads in the bahamas yeah. uh, <laughs> i'm sure people can attest to that um <laughs> now the show we've been working on the, the thing we're working on is uh uh force limit sleeper agent sleeper agent oh, dude i like force limit force limit's a good one <laughs> i know yeah. um we have so many projects if you want to see any of our projects you can check out our youtube channel um where we have 42 episodes of talking upstream and uh 31 episodes of this twitching upstream we're now. gaining organic I, yeah you say? i said we're gaining oh we're gaining we are gaining episodes <laughs> i know there's a lag from where i am in the world yeah i <laughs> It's probably the wind. I hear that a lot. The wind can affect uh, the interwebs. Um, <laughs> yeah, before we kind of hop into uh, the story creation part, um, I always have some kind of uh, quick questions or some weird media things that I either text or uh, uh, decide to erase texts to Dylan about these things. Um, I don't have a lot this week. There wasn't really a lot going on. Dune kind of took up a lot of... Um, you know a lot of the airways yeah. uh if you're curious on our views of dune 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 d-y-o-o-n dune dune anyway you can check that on the real boys uh which is one of our other shows we do that on mondays and occasionally on fridays uh this coming friday we're going to be doing the 2021 uh dune villain you 
Villeneuve <laughs> French, Dune. French film, uh, Dune, the Dune. Anyway, um, but yeah, there's really not a whole lot going on like in the media. You know, obviously, uh, Spider Man's taking on a lot of people's ear waves. I don't know why earwaves. I said that. Yeah, earwaves. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I don't really want to talk about that anymore. Uh, I'm excited for the Batman coming out, but I don't have any anything to talk about. Uh, any right. any uh, any uh, no no media, no quick clips. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna spring a quick question on you, Zach. I would love that. Please. So uh, for a long time, we had ideas about what kind of show we wanted to do, just in general, talking mm -hmm. about movies and such. And I wanted to ask you a question. What movie from any time in history do you think needs a sequel desperately nowadays? Easy. What? They live. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are we gonna we're gonna go a little bit into they still live? They still live. What do you, uh, what do you think they look made. like? What will they look like? They look the same. I mean, what what would that movie look like? Oh, Who, okay. If you had right now on the spot, you had to pitch they still live. Yeah. What kind of crew would you want? Who would you want in it? And what do you think like the broad story pitch would be? Yeah. So. If, if you want to know our views of the movie They Live, you can also check down The Real Boys, where that's Dylan Terry's number two favorite movie. Um, and I, I briefly got into what I think would be an adequate, if not uh, very acceptable, remake or reboot or even sequel for me. But I do think it would be um, either from Jordan Peele or at least the production of Monkey Paul. I think that his production company does a really good job. Um, I also like... Um, the person who created Lovecraft Country, I can't remember their name. Misha Green? Yeah, uh, Misha Green, yeah. I think Misha Green should be uh, the creative designer of this thing. I think that her views are beautiful. But I do like a, a, a 2021 version of what a lot of people are going through that are not rich white people. Um, and I think that you know, get out and us, they're kind of on the precipice of that. And they're telling their own stories, not trying to say that they came in a little bit short, but um, I think that a movie that seems like it's about race, but actually isn't, it's more about communities and, and uh, poverty stricken people and homeless people. Um, you know, whereas in the movie they live, it, it is, you know, aliens decided to incorporate themselves into corporations and, uh, there are humans that I think know. I think they know oh, yeah. that they're working with aliens, but they'll get along better if they work with aliens. It's interesting that all the aliens are white and affluent in, in that movie. And I think that uh, in the right hands, it could be done super well and very, very interesting. I think in the wrong hands, it will become too much about race and be too in your face about aliens are white and black people are the the, the same and I, that's the, that's a stupid point of view and i don't i don't really want to see that um but yeah I, I really think that you know misha green uh monkey paul productions um and uh I, but the thing is that the star has to be a special kind of star because like we said in our review uh if if kurt russell were in that movie it would be too much about the acting of how this person's going to handle and the, and the backstory and the trauma they've gone to and how to overcome. So the fact that it is Rowdy Roddy Piper, you know, a, a weird wrestler that is just has way too much charisma for one human. Um, I think that's what you also need in that too. So um, I really, you know, the problem that I have with like John Cena is I think that he doesn't look like an actual human being. Yeah. And 
Roddy Roddy Piper, and I forget to, I forgot to mention this in, in our review, um, that he does have one scene where he's shirtless. And apparently there were a lot of people that said, even in 1988, uh, there were that, that sent in um, like letters to John Carpenter uh, wondering why they photoshopped Roddy Piper's head onto a different body. <laughs> and no one believed that that was Roddy's body because he even like got even more muscular for the movie because he had to do a shirtless scene and, you know, vanity, even in toxic men uh, <laughs> um so uh yeah I, I like i like winston duke and i don't want to keep casting the same people and kind of the same things but i think winston duke is a phenomenal actor uh i usually would say yaya abdul mateen because i, I have it. yeah because i have just an absolute <laughs> crush on that man um and i think he's one of the best actors that's out there that really hasn't been overused yet it's no. getting close because matrix coming up aquaman 2 coming up i think the world's gonna see yaya uh after watchmen is when i you know start writing love letters that i will not send but put it in my dresser drawer hey, uh, <laughs> manifest. Um, now but throwing that back at you this is your number two favorite movie mm -hmm. you've had to, being a writer you've had to think uh, about what a sequel or reboot would look like and first off what would you think is a better move a sequel a reboot or a, a just a straight up remake i think a sequel that you got to be careful with this idea but a sequel that pokes fun at the idea of it being a soft reboot okay um now i'm not so kevin smith writes it <laughs> potentially um <laughs> but you know the 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 meta movie inside the movie of like you know we're making a movie about when humanity became aware of the aliens and i figure in the future of this movie to keep with the original cynicism of john carpenter Everybody knows aliens are real and are manipulating us and are kind of like in charge. And for the most part, society is just kind of like, and yeah, yeah, they are. And yeah. like, yeah. Okay. Now, do you think that the part of the commentary you would like to talk about is maybe the aliens are taking over like the movie industry, which is a, you know, multi-billion dollar industry. So it would be a, a, a really interesting meta commentary if it is people paying for a movie like I think what we talked about on our review show was that like it'd be an Amazon Prime series yeah. that you would need to subscribe specifically for the show on top of an additional Prime charge, um, which I think is very very funny. Uh, but if you make it in like the movie industry or you know Hollywood, I think that that would be a, a very cool thing to mess with somebody's mind. Like, yeah, we can't let the aliens take over, but also here's more money so I can watch this movie a second time. And I think there's something to be said about maybe uh, some sort of ecological message where when, when it becomes more economically feasible to start like at least performatively saving, are you, are you okay? I cannot, <laughs> I literally can never on, figure out this hat. It looks like it is on center right now. I don't know. It just, I mean, hold on. It feels like it. it okay. What are you doing? I, I don't, I was looking out the window of my Bahamian, Bahamian resort. Bohemian? Oh, no, Bahamian. 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 Yeah. Anyway. Um, what a beautiful kayak. I like that you're still representing America so while in the Bahamas. Uh, red, white, and blue. I, I, <laughs> but um, see some sort of message because the original movie had a slight message about, you know, they are um, exploiting the earth as if it was a third world nation. And what happens when there is a performative capitalist like movement to also support these progressive agendas and what happens to the legitimacy of that agenda when it receives resources from a... Uh, source that is not necessarily as ethical as you would wish hmm. um so like avatar 
I suppose. I mean, I meant Pocahontas. Oh, Dances with Wolves? Yeah. Okay. Kevin Costner. <laughs> no, I think that's uh, uh, There Will Be Blood Guy. Oh, wait. Uh, <laughs> there Will Be Blood. Yes. Okay. <laughs> there Will Be Wolves. <laughs> he still wants the milkshake, whatever it is. Um, but no, I think there's there's a lot of current issues you can tackle in a similar kind of way. And I would hope that there would be at least a mirrored uplifting ending. Um, or at least more closure than the original does. Cause the original ends with the C C or, you know, the radio signal getting destroyed. And then what's now, up, baby? Is it something was, wrong? It was the radio signal that was making that they, they kind of hinted to that. It was making the normal, <laughs> the normie humans kind of, uh, oblivious or I guess susceptible to, uh, right. They, they were kind of saying it. It's a state similar to sleep. It puts you under in a certain way, and then it hides the it hides everything under some sort of subliminal yeah thing. Okay, um, now if you yeah. had if you had to have a a production crew uh, to remake slash reboot this, <laughs> I think your I think your kind of like production is pretty good. Um, I think getting Lakeith Stan Stanfield, Keith Stanfield, Lakeith, Lakeith Stanfield. He's uh, um. He's in Get Out, I believe, and he's also the main character in Sorry to Bother You. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, dude, he's really good. Actor. Um, I think having him in some sort of role I would be good. I can never remember his name. He's he's very good at falling into his characters. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have to remind myself every once in a while, not just the guy from I Think You Should Leave and other things. Um, and then... <clears throat> I, don't I haven't really thought much about that, but I think the story would be about, you know, um, somehow capitalizing on these aliens in a way that hasn't been yet and the characters like kind of fall from innocence and stuff like that almost like a reverse of the original story where he gains the ability to see aliens mm -hmm. and then fights against it this one like gains the ability to see aliens and then tries to capitalize on it okay yeah i like that yeah i would i would definitely watch that and you have, slash, you have the merchandising that. opportunities in the sunglasses and stuff like that yeah yeah yeah, you really gotta you really gotta market that. You really gotta sell the crap out of that movie. Which and I, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's still owned by. I think we saw proof yesterday that it is owned by NBC because <laughs> we got copy. We got we got struck. Um, and um, I yeah, think, I guess shoot bubblegum and kick some ass is a way more popular clip than I gave it credit I for. Yes, yeah. <laughs> or money is your god, or this is your god on yeah. money. Um. But I would like to, I mean, I'd, obviously I'd like to see it under A24 because yeah. A24, is, oh, yeah. they're doing everything that I like right now. Yeah. Uh, realistically, it would be NBC Comcast production or something. And the irony would be lost on everybody involved. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Once again, I would love to see that. And I would uh, I love it if somebody paid us to write that. That'd be great. Because <laughs> I would uh, do that in a heartbeat. Yeah. But all right, let's get into what we do on the show. Yeah. Uh, if you are watching, please uh, hit that like or subscribe button. We would definitely appreciate it. Uh, it doesn't uh, cost anything and uh, it makes our egos go just a little bit higher, which uh, is what we need. That's um, <laughs> yeah, we would appreciate that. Uh, at the absolute least, just uh, give it a quick share because we like people to comment on stuff. So uh, while we're in the creation process, if, if you think that our ideas are going the wrong way, or if you would like to see something better, or if we throw a question out there, feel free to comment. Um, and most likely, 100% of the time, we'll, we'll respond to it. Most yeah. likely. Yeah, I think so. Most likely. Um, <clears throat> and a reminder that sometimes if you're watching on like a 
Facebook stream or something like that. Your comments don't show up for some reason unless you go to StreamYard and make them show up. So if we're not responding to you, it's probably because we can't see them and you should go like fix that. Anyway. Yeah. And I'm really sorry. But I, if, if you do comment and it does seem like we're not looking at it or don't see it at all, feel free to text Dylan. Uh, text him the actual um Okay, I'm wrong. Actually, do, do, <laughs> sorry. Uh, production just said, uh, do not text Dylan anymore. Uh, he has way too many to respond to. Anyway, okay, so the story we've been working on, uh, I'm going to let Dylan uh, uh, kind of get us all caught up on where we are and then where we're going to try to crush with the rest of this episode. Yeah, so I'm going to do a little uh, screen share right now as we do. This is Sleeper Agent. Uh, we originally did it on episode 35 of Talking Upstream. With, with the amazing Drayton Allen. Drayton Allen, which that should be 35. Anyway, um, so the idea about Sleeper Agent came from a text message where uh, it was something about people delivering things in their sleep. Yeah, you <clears throat> using their body because you sleep for eight roughly eight hours. Mm -hmm. You're wasting that time. Um, and I think it all originated from that weird Christopher Walken skit on SNL where uh, they asked him if he worked full time. He's like, no, part of time. You know, there's huge chunks of time where I'm just sleeping, really just wasting time. And I'm like, yeah, that is a waste of time. There should be something to, like, utilize your body, but also while your mind is asleep. So yeah. I think that's where we're, where we're Yeah. Um, the And we developed it into an idea where uh, people could sign up for a gig job, such as, you know, somewhere to DoorDash or Uber Eats or something like that, mm -hmm. where you get a chip or a helmet or some sort of, like, post-hypnotic su uh, suggestion, which allows you to be a courier to deliver packages while your body sleeps. Yeah. Uh, it was just a way for people to work while they're sleeping in a future that was increasingly grim as far as economic uh, opportunities go. Um, sleep runners or couriers are used by people who don't want to interact with anybody, doing it for long enough to question whether it's becoming long-term. And uh, in general, just like, I think the inciting incident we had come up with was this particular courier wakes up to find that a package they've delivered is in their home and is incriminating in some criminal way. Uh, the original storyline had this like gang storyline running through it where he had been hacked by a gang to start delivering stuff. And I think that's kind of cool too. It's cool, but it felt, I don't know, we can still move towards it. But um, the original one ended with him delivering what turned out to be like, a teddy bear to a crime boss's sick daughter and he gets picked up by a federal agency to be just kind of like a sleeper agent to you know bring down this crime ring hence the name yeah uh what we've developed so far because uh most of the purpose of this show twitching upstream as opposed to talking upstream is to dive further into the ideas that we came up with is 2070s mm -hmm. 2070x the sahara corporation runs the gig courier service you go to the Oasis spots to pick up and drop off your packages. You're in kind of like a mega city, like kind of Judge Dredd style. Um, and we see the main character talking to a friend about getting a new job. They got to rebuild their credit score. Uh, mm -hmm. They're too tired to focus on a new job, feel trapped by it. But they just have to build up some consistency in order to make sure that people are, you know, make sure that they can get an actual job that doesn't require them work while they're asleep. Um at one point, he's delivering a package, and he gets messed with by people because, of course, sleep runners are not uh, at kindly in the society. Helms get knocked off. The boots make him walk away in like that comical fashion where people are still kind of throwing trash at him as he runs. <laughs> uh, but he gets out of the boots. He gets home with the package, 
and he return he leaves the package at his apartment because he's about to quit the job goes to get his helmet finds out that they've been defaced uh he tries to re-deliver the package but it's already marked as confirmed delivered by the recipient uh oh no it's not confirmed mm. uh delivered yes <clears throat> no it's not confirmed delivered because when he wakes up he's got a bill for this thing and the bill is outrageous yes so in order to get the bill taken off of his account he has to get it actually delivered uh so he is going to just kind of cut and run while taking the package and we had to figure out uh, we left on the idea mm-hmm. we had to figure out why he decides to not deliver this and take the hit to his account and yeah. we had ended <clears throat> with him opening the package yeah now what should be in the package um i thought so when was it that there was like a teddy bear in the package when was that uh so what happened was in the original pitch um he was delivering for the crime boss and he had gotten into a fist fight because he had some sort of sleep disorder that made him not go under so deep yeah okay um and the rep says that it was all fine, um, but that he was getting messed with by people who weren't his. Um, and then at the very end, the final heist was to get this package into the crime boss's lair. Um, yeah. Our notes, are, my notes, are not so complete on this one. I think the interview that week was particularly good, so yeah. we spent no, a lot of time kind of bouncing back and forth. But um, the final kind of like twist of the movie was that the the actual delivery he's making is a stuffed animal for the crime boss's kid. Okay, cool. So, so then we know what's inside of this thing. I think so. If we, if we want this to be, do we want this to be a stuffed animal? Um, I think, I think that's fine. I think that it could be something for the crime boss. I don't know if he should, uh, if our main character should necessarily know what is in it. I think okay. that maybe their main goal is to, is to, is to bring this package, get this package delivered because they don't want to incur this bill. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the main, he, he opens it up and inside is a stuffed animal mm-hmm. and a get well soon card. Uh, inside is a stuffed animal and a get well card. Uh, he immediately feels guilty about not delivering this. Do, does he, does he actually open it? Do you think that's, that's smart that he opens it or should he assume that it's something very important. Try to get it back. Try to deliver it while not being asleep, and then pretend to be asleep to deliver it, so that he doesn't know, <laughs> so that no one knows that he knows what is going on. Um, I, I do like the idea of him trying to deliver it while asleep, and yeah. the he gets it to the person. Yeah, and the person's just like, I can't sign for this. You're not in like you're not in uniform or something like that. Yeah. Um, it's like, don't I normally sign the face screen? And they're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. So he doesn't open it. Yeah, I, th- I think it, I think it's better that he doesn't open it. And I was also thinking that if he does open it, or not, not if he does open it, but like, so say that there's <clears throat> there's the assumption that this is bad for you know gang stuff mm-hmm. or, or or mafia stuff, right? So the driving force is the the assumption. I don't want to carry this because he knows it's he knows it's related to he some knows sort of related to something bad. It's worth a lot of money, that kind of thing. Um, so the the big suspense is it's almost not important what's in this thing. He needs to get this back. He goes through the entire process, uh, and that's when 
the same thing happens. Like he he pretends to be asleep to deliver this thing. Um, I think he uncovers the the crime corporation, uh, whatever uh, organization. Um, they are actually hacking the sleeper agents to disrupt and control uh, shipping. You know, and so when they do, when we finally do get the reveal later on. Uh, it is like, you know, a, a get well card and a teddy bear for the crime boss's daughter. And maybe the person opens is like, that's just weird because she's not sick. And then it like blows up. It was. Like, oh, oh, cool. Yeah. And then, and then it was all. So like he actually could have prevented it by just keeping it. But he ended up delivering the package that blows up the crime boss and or the daughter i don't know if we want to do that um i i uh, know i son i i like it being the crime boss's kid as a as an attack from a rival like, yeah criminal gang and this guy just happened to get in the middle of it by being the courier right now when they when they review the footage of of how this all this happened they see this courier who does not have the regular costume on and they think that they're the ones involved or they're the ones making the actual attack. I think that's kind of an interesting thing. What do you think about that? So the person who ultimately does deliver it is faking being a courier, a fake one? Is fake, is, is at the time faking asleep because if you're asleep, you wouldn't naturally, like, yeah, you wouldn't bring it there. So he wants to drop off as soon as possible. So he like wakes up maybe a little bit earlier or something I don't know, and he still drops it off. Um, but I, I like him almost trying to reverse heist this package back into the organization, mm -hmm. pretending to be asleep. I like that scene a lot. Okay, so um, that that can be one of the climactic like end scenes. I think Does that makes sense. Well, no, I don't think that's the end scene. I think that's like the middle. If it is the end scene, then it would be like the thing where the it ends on a cliffhanger, and then the stinger would be that the uh, uh, crime boss's successor or whatever reviews the footage and sees our sleeper agent faking sleeping. Yeah, agent. Okay, agenting, delivering, <laughs> sleeping. You're saying that a lot. No, that's delivering. okay. Uh, Sleep livering. Well, <laughs> wow. Okay. No, I like the idea of him reverse deliver, like faking it to reverse heist the package back into. He's taking it back. So hold on. Let me let me get all of these plot points because we hit a lot of plot points in a short amount of time. All right, whatever. <laughs> he <laughs> uncovers that a criminal organization is hacking sleeper agents to attack like rival organizations. I think that's cool. Yeah. And he was one of the hacked agents, and the package that he was supposed to deliver was an explosive intended for the kid of the a rival crime boss yeah instead he was counter hacked and due to some sort of weird programming thing returned to his own home no yeah i'm trying to think of how the package got directed to his apartment well how doesn't he like just wake up with this package and this bill yes so he doesn't know right so, do we need to know? I think we should find out kind of like what's... I think we should find out what's going on with that. Yeah. Okay. So, the, the reasons that he showed up back at his own apartment with this stuff. Um, wait, didn't we say that like he... No, no, we, we have that written down what happened. 
because like he got jumped by somebody and they like tried to break his machine and he ran away. Yeah. So all that can still be the same. Yeah. So he gets jumped by a guy instead and returns to sender. Well, no, because that's that we have that happening in this version of it. Yeah. What, yeah. I, okay. I, I guess I don't understand the question. I think we're walking in circles. <laughs> what, what, what did you just ask me? I asked you, what is the reason that, um, yeah, I guess never mind. I answered my own question because I forgot that we had written it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he, they got jumped and he just ran. Yeah, they like yeah. they they jumped him to try to take the the package from him for for what just randomly, not yeah. because of a gang thing. And they like knocked off his helmet, which woke him up. Right. Um. And then he just ran back home, and okay. the stuff was damaged, so that's why he couldn't return the damaged goods. Um. At the oasis or whatever cool. that was. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Come on, man. Right. Then, so yeah, he does not. He decides not to open the package. Yes, he he just assumes. Yes, because he sees who this. He sees where it's supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Um, he also knows that he was jumped for it. So those two things uh, prompt the, um, you know, the the inception idea that this is for the mafia. It's bad stuff. I gotta just get this back because now, um, and I would assume that the insurance on this package is super high. Yes. And he gets charged that amount. That's an indicator to him that this is not just a random thing. Right. So he's charged for the equipment that, you know, the company provides Mm -hmm. to the sleeping equipment. Um, He's charged for the package's insurance, which is crazy high. And he also sees where it's going. Somehow he puts two and two together, realizes that it goes to a crime boss, does not want to open it because of that. Yeah. Because he needs to return this so that he can get his money, or at least not be charged this much. So, does he have a history with this like criminal organization? No, but he has a history with his company. Yes. Okay. <laughs> this cool. will be his third strike. Um. So he tries to return it in person. Yeah. He tries to deliver the package. So the the story that I like that we're kind of starting here is that this person is pushing themselves into. A, a, a mafia or crime fiasco like it's not coming to them he's bringing it on himself inadvertently yeah okay cool uh let me just remind myself <laughs> he is pushing himself into danger in order to finish the job because if he doesn't it hurts his goal to recover his life cool yeah um cool so he tries to deliver the package in person mm-hmm. To the criminal uh, contact, I would assume, because he probably doesn't have a way to get there actually physically, right? Well, he he knows the address. He knows the address he was supposed to deliver it to. Yeah. Right. Um, so he, he decides to just to go back there. To the address. In parentheses, so we know, but he doesn't know at the time. Uh, it's the crime boss's personal career, not a sleeper, cur- not a sleep career. This is like the this is like the the drop guy. This is the guy that you know. This is the contact for a lot of people. Oh, so he would be the person who picks up the packages and delivers it to the crime boss, and then takes it the rest of the way into the deeper part. Yeah, you don't, you don't want automated delivery into the middle of your yeah. criminal organization, right? So yeah, and I, I like that. I like that he also inadvertently goes back to the location at the same time that the courier agent is there. He uh he goes to the address, right? Yeah, he goes yeah. to the address, which would be the drop-off slash pickup spot. Yeah. The criminal 
courier is there. Yeah. How do they interact? Um, <laughs> well, so the courier sees the criminal courier sees the package in the sleeper agent's, mm -hmm. you know, possession. So, um, he's, I guess they're, they're, they're confused. Um, and I feel like, Hmm. Now, I I don't know if I I feel like what what should happen is that our sleeper agent would be like, "Look, I'll give this to you, but you have to mark this as delivered." Mm -hmm. And then the courier's like, "I don't care what you're saying. <laughs> give me this package." And I feel, and I don't know how to get there. I feel like it would be the sleeper agent. <laughs> it would be his goal to make sure that this gets delivered. Yeah. So he needs to figure out where the courier would have taken it. So I can see <laughs> almost a very weird fight scene because the courier wants his package. But this guy needs a receipt. <laughs> I, I, I'm seeing, I think I see a direction where it's like, I'm going to give you a choice. Sign on the dotted line or start eating that trash can. Yeah, I know that you were going to go there, <laughs> but I still see that scene. And I, I, I like that scene. Yeah, I, I no, think, I'm, yeah. I'm cool with it. I don't know. Um, I don't know how he would get the address out of the, the criminal courier. That's my only question. Like, I don't know if a criminal courier would give up that info. Well, we have, we have the situation where it's like, give me the package and I'll mark it delivered. And the, and main character is like sign on the line and I'll give you the package. And so you have these two people with opposing goals, which is the exact same thing. Yeah. Where all they need to do is make an even trade <laughs> yeah. and they are both trying to force each other to do this, do the opposite at the same time. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And, uh, I, and, and like, I, I see like a scuffle happening and then the the sleeper agent, like, <laughs> for some reason, is winning the fight, and he grabs the criminal courier's like ID, and he's like, "Look, man, I know where you live. Just please sign this thing, and there will not be trouble." And the criminal courier is like, "Dude, <laughs> like, who are you? Yeah. Who are you?" <laughs> I, I like the idea of them like kind of scuffling because the the courier is probably not a high level like criminal guy he's no. just a drop yeah and so they're scuffling his apartment and the main character just kind of grabs his id card off like the counter or his wallet or something because his wallet's on the in like a like a bowl on the counter you know you got your keys you got your wallet you got your thing what okay wait pause okay what if because the criminal organization does hack the sleeper agents what if the criminal courier is a sleeper agent like that's been hacked that's just working during the daytime so now our sleeper agent has to interact with the criminal courier who is also a sleeper agent. So he's like, like, I need you to sign this. And then the, <laughs> and then the, you and know, the courier's it, asleep. So he has to like wake up the courier and he's like, where were you going to go? And the guy's like, I have no idea. I was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, I, I like, I think that should be a scene. Bef I, I, in some way, maybe like, okay. So, I don't know if that's too much, though. No, I, I don't think it is. I think he tries to deliver the package to the person on address, uh, but nobody is home. Uh, well, it's, a, it's an empty place. That's what we wrote before. It's clearly a dead house. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's a house that is set up as a front. Right. But then, somehow, uh, through some sort of law connection, like, or, or like, 
He looks him up somehow. He looks like, my, who lives at this address? Nobody. It, it, it's a drop house. But someone would need to live there for the public face of it. It needs to be registered to someone living there. Well, I think if the, this is if this is a mega city and people generally live in like pod style studio apartments. Yeah, like um, uh, Fifth Element is what you would. Well, mention. what what did we what did we write at the beginning of like where this place was? It was um. It's it's a it's like a mega city on the east coast. It's like the no he. What's up? I thought that we wrote that it's like he leaves the packet. We go back up. So he leaves the package. Well, I guess not. I thought there was like something that it was like a burnt, like it was a, kind of like a burnt down building, um, and that's why like there was nobody there. It was it was something about being like um, like, a, like a bad place. <laughs> uh, oh man, I think I think that was just like his first delivery that wasn't this package. Mm. It like he was delivering to a shady area and the people there were messing with careers. And yeah. He just, he got assigned the job and okay. you can't deny a job because you're asleep. Yeah. All right. So he's, he's <laughs> delivering the package to a, another hacked sleeper agent. Yes, pretty much. Yeah. And well, that, that was the address. So when he goes to this other place, it's a sleeper agent's a, apartment, right? Yeah. Um, An, with, another sleep, the, the, the criminal courier as a sleeper agent. Yeah, it's clearly a drop house. Yeah. Uh, with uh, gear for another sleeper agent inside. Yeah. Um, now, once again, then, once again, if you're watching this and you think that one of our ideas uh, should go a different way, please just comment along. Uh, sometimes, because we're on StreamYard, they have a problem with it. So, uh, grant us access so we can see it. But we would love to uh, work with you uh, on this idea. So, um, Yep. Please. No, please let us know. Your yeah. ideas always generally make this better. Yeah, true. Always generally. All right, go ahead. Uh, you got to hedge your bets. Anyway, <laughs> so um, clearly a drop house or gear for another sleeper agent inside. Does he have a friend who works in dispatch for the like sleeper for Sahara? Yeah. Where that... he can contact him and be like, hey, I know you don't know. I know you're not supposed to do this. Yeah. I think but... that makes sense because yeah. I, I like the idea of him being like a bad employee. Like he's already had his third strike and his friend would have erased the records of the third strike so this would be his second third strike yeah and he doesn't yeah. and he doesn't need this so he does have a friend um that is an it-ish person yeah. in that organization yeah and he's like hey can you tell me where this thing yeah i like that yeah and then um so find out which sleeper agent is registered to that apartment as their place of residence yeah and then let's now see. because it's hacked though um <clears throat> we could say that you know, because he's like, well, here's where he was supposed to go, but we do have a like a, a, a duration of time where there's no log. Like he went offline, and that's showing that he that this guy was hacked for this time. But there's still a GPS thing on there, so they're like, look, we don't really know what he was doing, but we do have him pinged at one point at this location. Yes, I like it. Um, and then, uh, is that the criminal courier's actual home address? Like. No, that's the that happens to be like, <clears throat> oh, the criminal courier, like the, the crim What if what if it's like we don't we don't know we somehow like something's wrong with his headset. He's reported it. Uh, we don't have time to get maintenance out there, but there is one location that he delivers to really often. So if you're looking to find him, that might be where that you might be able to run into him. Yeah, and then that turns out that's just his house, and he just goes there and marks it as a delivery. Yeah, that or this sleeper agent goes. And delivers things to the criminal courier. That way there's like two middlemen. And he's like, look, for some reason, for two hours out of every shift, uh, this this machine logs off. 
we have him pinged at this address multiple times, but he always completes all of his deliveries, so there's never been a reason to you know check into it. I yeah. guess, right? I like the idea that it's like, well, he logs off it in the same general city block every day. Okay, that's which cool. isn't his apartment. Yeah. So I you like might that. find him around there at this time. Cool. Yeah, cool. Which isn't uh the address of delivery. So then uh main character goes to that city block, mm-hmm. encounters townies, you know, you have your you have your time where he kind of asks around a little bit and sees yeah. who might be there. And um does he find? Does he just find the courier? He he finds the courier um, a, maybe a night or two later, interacting with the sleeper agent that he had that scuffle with. Um, so then he follows that courier because he realizes that the sleeper agent is offline, but is still performing it. You know what I mean? Because because we have him have like the face mask that yeah. has like that that thing I'm delivering, mm-hmm. right? Um, now he realizes that the one sleeper agent, uh, that he got into a scuffle with earlier, uh, now is at that location that his friend told him about instead of the normal message that says like, please don't touch me. I'm delivering. Um, it says something weird, like offline for services or for service reasons. And because he know, like our main character knows that that's not a real thing. He's like, I wonder what's happening here. So in that moment, we meet the actual person who was going to bring the box to Big Bad. And our main character now follows Criminal Courier to see where they're going with the next package. It looks exactly like the package that he had. Well, is this where... Because <clears throat> is this where he follows the rogue agent to their apartment? after, like, Not quite to that delivery, but he is still hunting him down to get him to sign for delivery. And he's like... And then this is where that scene goes, where it's sign on the dotted line or eat that trash can. This is where that scene is. Yeah, I I think that's funny. Um, But I I do think that there should be a part where he gets to the actual criminal organization and then pretends to sleep agent his sleep deliver his way up to the boss's, you know, penthouse. I think I think that's the next step. Um, So he gets the address. Well, he, he is at the rogue sleepers he's at the criminal sleepers like apartment and they have the fight and how does that go because we didn't we didn't end that fight well okay so i guess i think i'm i think i'm getting confused here okay so we have the initial scuffle yes which breaks main character stuff yes blah blah then we have main character going back to the place yes finding a sleeper agent they scuffle he had he didn't find a sleeper agent when he goes back to get his equipment. He gets his he gets his defaced equipment. Yeah, I mean not that time. When he goes right. back to deliver the package at the, the 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 delivery spot, and there's a second sleeper agent that gets hacked, who uh, who brings that to the criminal courier, right? No, no. What what it was was he tries to deliver the package to the address that he originally was supposed to. Okay. And nobody's there, but it's pretty clearly like a drop house with yeah. gear inside, no living stuff. Right, right. He and, contacts his buddy. Oh, okay. To so find out who was registered to that apartment as an employee. Okay, so I guess in my brain there was a couple scenes that I uh so I thought that when he gets to the drop house, he gets there at the same time that the that the courier was gonna pick it up. And they kind of fight a little bit. When he knocks off that guy's helmet, <clears throat> that guy's like, I don't know where I was supposed to go. I'm I'm just a sleeper agent. Like I don't know what you're doing. So then he leaves. Do uh, main character leaves with the package. 
But because he knows this next sleeper agent, that's when he contacts his friend who's like, hey, uh, run ID number, blah, 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 because he has his helmet or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he's like, um, that's when we find out where he logs off at a certain time. I, okay. So main character okay. now goes to that location because the way I see it is we have main character. If things would have gone right, main character drops off package mm -hmm. to location A. Hacked sleeper agent picks up from location A, mm -hmm. brings to criminal courier. Okay. Criminal courier brings to main mob boss. Okay. That way, like, there's, you know, there's the human element, gotcha. there's the technical element. I, so, yeah, I like that. Cool. So, now, now we're at the location where we have our main character who has hacked sleeper agent's helmet because they need the, you know, that's fine. Because um, I, I like him having that. Oh, go ahead. No, I, I like I like this. Mm -hmm. What I think, instead of taking his helmet, because I think if his helmet, if, if hacked agent's helmet falls off, he just grabs it immediately. But I think what um, the main character should do is, like, hand it to him, but take a glimpse at the serial number inside. So you get his him being a little clever. Oh, okay, cool. And then he, when he contacts his buddy and dispatch, he's like, can you find out where yeah. serial number, whatever, whatever, ABC, whatever, yep, I like that goes. Okay, so it's clear John has a gear. He runs into a hacked agent mm -hmm. uh, and knocks his helmet off uh, when MC hands it back he glimpses the serial number mm -hmm. and lets hacked agent leave. I don't think they get into a scuffle, but I think there's some tension about like who's this guy showing up at this mysterious place. Well, I, I just I, I meant scuffle just because he's got to get his helmet off, yeah. and I think that the sleeper agent is looking for the package. I would assume that they have some sort of um, like scanner things, yeah. you know, with their eyes, like sure. look around to see like where the barcode is. Yeah. He would inadvertently see that main character has this package and then try to get the package. Hence the scuffle. Helmet gets knocked off. Now, I like everything else that you got yeah. going on. I think that's cool that he sees the thing, talks to his buddy in the IT department. His buddy tells him where to go. Main character goes to that location, sees a hacked interaction between a hacked sleeper agent and the criminal courier. Hold on. I'm, I'm, I am adjusting. Uh, he... Contacts the Sahara contact to find out where hacked agent goes based on the serial number. Mm -hmm. It turns out hacked agent <coughs> goes off grid at the same city block for two hours every third day of the week yeah. or something. That's cool. Suspicious. <laughs> Total. Um, yeah, cool. Um, and then MC go main character goes to that city block. Counters townies and then notices a sleeper agent with an offline message. Mm -hmm. This is not hacked agent, or this is hacked agent. This is possibly another hacked agent or the same hacked agent. Either way, the message on the screen is is not accurate. Yeah, because he he only knows it because he is a sleeper agent slash has an IT friend. Okay, cool. So he's like, why does this message say needs service? Which to yeah. a normal person they wouldn't even think about it. They don't right. even look at these people. So. That's when he sees uh, the, the a handoff of a package that looks just like the package that he has to this the criminal courier. Yeah. Now, from here on, I'm not really sure because I feel like he <laughs> follows the criminal courier to the location, the penthouse, to whatever. criminal courier's apartment. No. No? I think it should be to the main headquarters. Well, because this is where we had the scuffle about sign or take the package. Okay, so... 
I think that happens inside the criminal organization. Okay. I think we should skip a step here. Um, Because I think what I want to see is I want to see all this work. Um, I want to see him getting into where the criminal headquarters is. I want to see him fake sleep delivering into the place. So like the stupid lackeys are like, he's just a sleeper agent. Just let him go through. And he gets like a, like a liquid chalk and writes on his own busted helmet what it's supposed to say. He's got his defaced helmet from earlier with the spray paint, like X eyes and the stitched mouth or something. Right. But he's <laughs> but it but he he makes it look like how it would look if he were actually delivering something. Yes. So the majority of people uh just think that he's delivering, which whatever, they don't care. Cool. Now at <laughs> some point before he gets to the main crime boss, he interacts with the criminal courier. That's when we get that fight scene where he's like, look, sign this. Or eat dirt in like a break room. <laughs> yeah, or it's like it's like in the weird hallway right before the penthouse, or the yeah. e- or right before the elevator. Either way, it's a service it's a service corridor because they don't want their sleeper agents to interact with the normal people. So it's always like when we programmed our routes, we programmed in the service corridor. You are not on, and then on the way out, maybe on the way out, he almost gets caught because he's in a main hallway where, and everybody knows you should never see a sleeper agent in a main hallway. They stay to the service corridors. Yeah. But that's on the way out. So I, I like him fighting the guy. Uh, that, that conversation goes on. Um, and and the guy won't sign for it. I, I, <laughs> because now he doesn't know what it is or what's going on. So uh, uh, main character knocks this guy out. I, I like, yeah, he sees the package and is confused and tries to take it. Main character is not going to let the criminal guy get it. Without a signature. Without a signature. And he's yeah. like, you can have this, but you have to mark it as confirmed delivery. And he's like, who are you? How yeah. did you get in here? And it's like... And the guy's like, I'm, I'm not signing anything, dude. And that it, is not up... For, I'm not answering that until you sign for the package. And yeah. Then, yeah. Um, and they fight. Uh, so they fight. Uh, main character wins. He still needs a signature. So he goes into the main big doors thinking, boss will sign for it. Does he do that? Or does he like do the limp wrist like you're unconscious and he puts his hand on the scanner? Uncon- and he's like confirmed for delivery yeah. and then he and then oh. he's like i did it he leaves the package on the floor and he's like i did it i'm out because he's not he's not a he's no. not a hero at this point i i like i like him going through all of this and then finding out that it's just a teddy bear you know so I, I i have in my brain the scene where like he almost fights his way into like the main boss's headquarters and the main boss is like you got Moxie, kid. I like that. Fine. You know what? Give me the package. I'll sign for it. And the guy's like, can I just see what's in here? Like, I went through so much trouble. And as soon as the main boss signs for it, he, like, cuts the box open. And he pulls it out. And it's just a teddy bear. And the guy, and the main character's <laughs> like, all of, all of this? All of this? Like, why Why is the insurance on this $500,000? He tries to KO scan the signature, but the criminal courier is not marked as an acceptable recipient. <laughs> it's like, if this isn't meant for you, then who the hell is it meant for? Yeah. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, um, and then whatever, he just leaves. Like he walks out the door cause he's just pissed off. He probably doesn't get the signature, but, or I guess he does. Yeah, he does. And that's fine. And he leaves. But the second that he like is out of just actual harm of the bomb, it detonates, but he's there, and- but not harmed. Okay, as he's leaving the HQ, the bomb inside the teddy bear detonates in the penthouse. Yeah. And MC realizes he has to get the hell 
out of Dodge. Yeah. That's a pretty good first act. I like that. <laughs> that's a pretty good one. Yeah, okay. And that's just the first act. It's just the first act. Cool. There's a crime triad about to happen. There's a, a weird alien serpent race that's coming yeah. uh, to, to get to get this package. There's these underground worm people coming. Uh, so much. <laughs> so much to do. Uh, and I will highlight that for next week. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I think that's a really good place to stop. I, 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 like, I, think cool, I, I yeah. really like how that worked out. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I, I, had, I had admittedly forgotten the twist about it being an explosive, so I'm like, he shouldn't deliver it already, right? He shouldn't deliver it. That should be Yeah, crazy. I only see the no. major, everything we talked about, I've always seen as like the first act. The first I see it as the, as the precipice to a a forced John Wick situation. Yeah. Because what I want to see later is people looking at the <laughs> at the information, seeing that yep. this one guy fought his way to deliver this bomb, and all he wants to do is just not yeah. get charged. Yeah. Um, so I don't really know what's going to happen, but either way, we're going to figure that out uh, yeah. next week and the next few weeks to come. Uh, we do sincerely appreciate any and all attention. Uh, we love it. We like creating stuff. We want to sell out. We want to be um, uh, not famous, but we want to have some money uh, for writing weird things. Yeah. <laughs> we want to uh, really just uh, twitch ourselves up to a streaming service. Yeah. Um, but either way, we need your help for that, so we do appreciate it. Uh, if you want to hear the words that Dylan writes, uh, he is an amazing author. Uh, he has a novel out there, which you can probably find. I'm not sure if it's published anywhere uh, that people can see it. Um, I have a copy. I've read it. It's great. Um, but he writes some amazing sci-fi, such as uh, Silicon Angels, which you can listen to anytime you want to on any of your favorite apps. Uh, he also has written the amazing Create Your Own Pod Venture, which you can listen to anytime you want on all of your favorite apps. It's harder to sink out of view in this chair. You should just tilt your tilt your camera up. That's what I do when I want to sink. Um, so what that show is, it's kind of like a create your own adventure situation where you listen to episode one and you decide where you want to go after that. You can choose uh, to either uh, fall into a bear trap or uh, get teleported by aliens, whatever you like. Um, we have a lot of weird stuff going on, so just open up your favorite thing and just type in some nobodies, and we appreciate it. Um... You can find him on Twitter and most other social medias at Vorpal Words, uh, which is right there. You can find me. I'm Zach. I'm yeah. no big deal. Uh, but yeah, guys, uh, and until next time, uh, I have been Zach. He's been Dylan. And you've been great. Yeah. Drink some water. I don't know. Have a great day. I don't know. I do that all the time. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> bye. <laughs>